Hey baddies, welcome to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we are going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. So I'm laughing because I already started recording and I went back to check the sound and instead of hitting the playback button, I hit the record button and erase the intro. So we're off to a great start. Hi, I know Mercury has gone direct, but the shadow period is still here <laughs> and it's still getting your girl for sure. Um, uh, okay. So I did not realize last week when I was recording that this is currently Thanksgiving week, as in it will be the day after you hear this podcast. I only realized it when I was listening to the podcast that I frequent and every host was like, okay, we're taking next week off. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's totally a major holiday. I, should I do an episode? I don't know. Like, will anyone have time to listen to it? But I finally decided I want to do one. One, because I'm all about consistency. I want to give you all an episode every week unless, you know, my computer eats it or, you know, something just crazy happens, which hopefully, you know, nothing will. And, um, I thought it would be such a great time to talk about gratitude and talk about being thankful because that is what Thanksgiving is all about. Right? Like at its core, <laughs> even though it definitely has a bit of a, um, uh, intense history and it can be an intense affair because getting family together can always lead to some kind of shenanigans, arguments. Uh, you know, we have an election next year, so I'm sure there will be some craziness going on, but at its core. And I think the thing that's really important to focus on um, whether or not you celebrate Thanksgiving, because I know not all of you are in the U.S., obviously, and even if you are, it may not be something you choose for your own personal reasons, which is totally cool. I'm not the most down with this holiday, I'll be totally honest. But I think, it, you know, it's really important to focus on the gratitude and the giving thanks and the being thankful aspect of it. And so that's what I wanted this episode to be all about, just as witches, how we can bring gratitude into our practice and just as, you know, beautiful people and happy human beings, how we can be more aware of wanting to be thankful and wanting to express gratitude. Um, especially with the witch thing, you know, I was thinking, cause I've been burning my soulmate candle more on that in a second. Um, and I've been burning a lot of candles lately and, you know, we had the love episode and there's been a lot of love questions coming my way. There's been a lot of love readings I've been doing uh, recently. I know it's in the air, literally, like we've all been talking about it. We're all kind of obsessed with it right now. But um, that is the thing with witchcraft. Like we are always asking for things. And I don't know if we are always balanced. Well, <laughs> I know I'm not. We're always uh, balancing it with showing gratitude as well. Like you, you can only say, gimme, 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 gimme so many times without saying, well, thank you for all that I've received. <laughs> you know, thank you for the ability to even put these spells out there. Thank you for my natural magic and for my gift. Thank you for this craft that I practice. You know, thank you for your assistance to any gods or goddesses or angels or entities that you work with. And I noticed that something in my life, like even though I've been feeling very grateful and very thankful and thinking of all the things that I am so just blessed to have, I don't do it enough. I definitely don't do it enough. I mean, most of my focus is I want this thing. I need this thing. How do I get this thing? This is my spell to get this outcome that I really want. And so for me, it's something that I definitely want to be more aware of, pay more attention to, balance out and bring more into my life. And not just having a second of being like, oh, I'm so grateful for that. But really earnestly making like a spell or a ritual and putting my intention to it and making it as 
important and holding it up in the same kind of esteem that it holds up like my spell work and my ability to ask for things. So I need to have the same ability to be grateful for things and be thankful, you know? And of course, the number one thing that I am so grateful for and have so much gratitude towards is all of you in this podcast. So I could not skip out, you know, the most thankful time of year <laughs> and not give you an episode. So here we are. Um, but before we get into all of that, let's talk about this soulmate candle. Y'all? Okay. <laughs> These candles, candle work and candle magic can be such a tricky thing. I know I, I have before in the past kind of aligned it with like, if you ask a genie for something where you're not incredibly specific, it can go kind of haywire. <laughs> okay. So with this, the, the spellmate, the soulmate candle, I posted about it in the Facebook group and on Instagram when I lit it and the flame was insane. If you saw it, it was like dancing around. It was licking the air. It was so intense. I have not had a candle burn like that in forever. It was crackling. It was speaking to me. And really my spell was do your thing, little candle. Like I trust you. You know, I didn't, it was calling to me so much and it was bullying me so much <laughs> that I was like, this candle understands something that I don't. That's what I, I go, went in with. I was like, I don't, feel like I necessarily need to like drive the car on this one and put all these really specific intentions into what I'm doing. I feel like this candle has some tea that has yet to be spilled and it's going to spill it for me. And then I will, I will be in the know about what it knows already. So that I, yeah, I just kept it really simple. Like do your thing. I trust you. And here is what has happened so far. Um, so did any scars guard show up at my house? No. And, you know, I just had a moment where I saw a commercial for it on DVD and I was like, do I still love Bill? <laughs> I feel like I do still love him a little bit, but I love Alex. I think I just am a fan of the Skarsgård acting family at this point. There is a younger brother. I, don't know, but he's, I think he's a little younger than me. Um, well, Bill's younger than me. Anyway, we don't have time for this. So anyway, no, did, it, did Alex or Bill show up at my front door, whisk me away, buy me a beautiful Gucci suit, and then we ran off and got married on the top of a mountain in Sweden? No, that didn't happen. <laughs> but what has happened so far is it has removed distractions. So I told you before I lit a love candle about two years ago, two and a half years ago, and it inadvertently bounced to the wrong person because I was not being careful with my, I was not being careful enough with my magic. I was not skilled or practiced enough to really know what I was doing. And of course I went for a love candle because that's what we all do. <laughs> we all start with love magic, don't we? Um, I mean, not, maybe not intention, uh, Maybe not unintentionally because I think we produce magic before we're even really super aware of it. You know, like, you know, witch kid stuff. But when we have an idea in our head that we want to start practicing magic, we always go for those damn love candles <laughs> and love readings. I know I did the same thing. I do the same thing. But yeah, so I accidentally bounced it to the wrong person, much like Flubber <laughs> or Blubber, if you will. And, um, for two years or two and a half, a little more, maybe, um, he was being very consistent in his pursuit of me, although he is not in a position to be pursuing anyone, if that makes sense, you know, not to judge anyone's relationship and the openness or closeness of it, far be it for me. Cause you know, I, I, whatever floats your boat, I love what people love, but, um, it finally has come to an end. I, it, the, the, wick has completely blown out. That magic is gone. I can feel it. There's been a transition in it and it's closed and it's over. And I feel really relieved because it's not a distraction anymore. 
and I don't have to like wait for this. Well, not that I was waiting for it, but I don't anticipate this person showing up. I don't feel the connection between us anymore. And I don't have to worry about me saying, oh, well, I'm with someone and then them ramping it up for whatever reasons they were doing that. I don't know. It's male ego. I do know why. <laughs> but anyway, so that's done. This soulmate candle like sucked that out of my life. What else it has sucked out of my life is that a person, again, from my past, God, people from my past, they just, my career retrograde, right? <laughs> I just love showing up. Um, started coming back around after like years and years and years. And I used to be in love with this person. I used to, I thought he was like my soulmate. Like we would always joke about being each other's soulmates. I just, I love him so much. I mean, in a very like adolescent 20 year old being in love with someone, not that 20 year olds can't feel real deep love. But it was very like, I love him. Like, I just want to write his name on, you know, paper and draw hearts brought in and shit like that. <laughs> so he came back into my life uh, about two months ago. And I really thought something was maybe happening. And it was like this full circle moment. And then this candle. <laughs> oh, no. It worked in a couple of ways. It kind of removed my feeling towards this situation and changed it and it also it's kind of hard to explain it feels like the candle stepped in and like put its foot on the brake and it came to a halt yeah I'm so I'm still kind of figuring out because I still am like conversationally talking to them but like the romantic or not even romantic but attractive element of it seems to have dissipated and I think that's the candle I think it's actively removing anything that could be a distraction or anything standing in the way of my soulmate relationship or, you know, whatever it has planned for me that's ready to come in. And in fact, I was doing a reading for myself and um, I got Kali, who I think I've talked about in one of the goddess episodes. I think she came up. I cannot remember. If she didn't, I wanted her to because I love her so much. But, you know, she talks about endings and beginnings and how you have to let the past go. You have to release this thing. The old has to go to make way for the new. So I was like, all right, these two distractions, that's what I'm going to refer, not that they're not human beings, but these two distractions have been in my life either for like a couple of years now or really popped up in like a very intense way. And now I feel like they're both, both of those cords are kind of being severed through the action of this candle and it's making way for the new and I have to release the old. So that card in conjunction with this candle that has some knowledge that I don't know about yet. That is the way that it's working so far. So I will definitely keep y'all updated. Um, I don't know. Maybe Bill or Alex will show up <laughs> at Thanksgiving dinner and be like, I, you're the one I've been looking for. Maybe they'll DM me on Instagram. I don't know how it could happen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, so far so good, I think, because it, it, it is about cleaning house. You know, you don't want to bring anything messy. Well, you don't want to bring anything into a mess. And whether that's like your actual home, your home, you don't want to bring like something new and fresh and beautiful into a messy space or your heart. You know, if my heart has mess because I'm paying attention or at least being distracted by these two, three, four other people, then how can it be like an open, unobscured? Is that a word? It is. I looked it up. <laughs> but yeah, I have to have like this unobscured place. So whatever is meant to come in can come in and there's no junk or mess or distractions or clutter in the way. So that is what the candle is doing so far. It's also doing a bit of like making me see things clearly 
and not seeing things under the haze of like, oh, I like this attention or I like being distracted sometimes or I, I like a passing fancy because there's nothing too serious or committed about it. I can just have fun. I, <laughs> I like having fun. I like the freedom of having fun. But it's taking like the blinders off for me so that I am able to see people really for really, for really, for really, really for who they are and why they aren't a match for me and why we actually wouldn't be compatible like in any way outside of possibly physically. So it's been interesting so far to see how this little candle has been working itself out, uh, but out with the old and in with the new. I mean, it's almost the new year, so I feel like that is the theme too, along with gratitude and being thankful. Which, speaking of, we have to do our Patreon shout-outs because, you know, that is something I am so thankful for and so very, very, very grateful. Um, and we have new people. So thank you to Cassandra and Alexis. I can't remember if you signed up before last week's episode or this one, but thank you all the same. I want to make sure I throw in the new people before it starts. Um, and also, as always, a special thank you to Maria, Crystal, Maya, Aurora, Celine, Kristen, Victoria, Adam, Bryn, Brandy, Kara, Kelly, Alicia, Nolling, Emily, Heidi, Mackenzie, Stephanie, Ashley, Jennifer, Lena, Vanessa, Sasha, Brett, Teresa, Elizabeth, Amber, Carla, Aaron, Shannon, and Amanda. And you know what I wanted? I always mean to say this, but some of y'all have literally been patrons since like March when I started this and y'all been rocking with it all this time. And I'm so grateful for that. Like, thank you so much for not, not just signing up and not just checking it out, you know, for a month or two, but just that continued support and the continued, you know, a little bit of help. It is so appreciated. I can't even tell you. So if we're going to start with thanks and with giving gratitude, I am so thankful for the patrons and I'm so thankful for all of you. I'm so thankful for everyone that's been buying merch. Uh, I'm so thankful for everyone that has been telling people and downloading and leaving reviews. Y'all are all the best. You're my coven and I love you so much. So I am obviously gushing with all of my gratitude. Let me tell you how we can bring gratitude into our actual practice. I'm going to refer to these as a group as the gratitude rituals. It's just five things that I came up with, wrote down, things that I do myself and definitely do need to do more um, that are ways of not just expressing gratitude and practicing grat gratitude, but really ritualizing gratitude. So again, it's not just taking a moment of saying, oh, I'm so thankful for this. I'm so grateful that this happened, which is great. That is something in itself and it, should, it is not to be discounted at all. But I do find at least for myself that I really treat gratitude as an afterthought. Like, like I said before, there's no balance of it in my life. You know, I may sit with a money candle for a week and let it burn down and wrap my hands around it and, um, you know, put my attention into it and visualize everything that I want. And I can spend a solid seven days <laughs> taking out time to do that. And then when it works and I have a lot of campaigns coming in or, you know, a lot of people are signing up for Patreon or I'm getting a lot of reading requests, whatever it may be, I'll spend, I don't know, 45 seconds saying thank you back. <laughs> so it's just this disparity that I feel like we all should try to correct if it's not something you're actively practicing. So what is our number one... <laughs> You already know what it is. What is our number one gratitude ritual? Say it with me. Meditation, of course. The thing we neglect, the thing we say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. The thing we say, oh, I can't even find 10 minutes. The thing that would improve our life 100% if we would just do it, I don't know, 25% more. Meditations on gratitude, gratitude meditations are 
so important. And I think we all are almost doing it. You know, like I said, at the end of the night, when you're in bed, you're winding down, you've put your phone away, hopefully. <laughs> well, unless you're putting a meditation on with Insight Timer or Calm or something, then it's totally fine. But you know, you're not plugged in anymore. And you do take a second to say, I'm so grateful for uh, this thing that came through for this thing at work, for my family, for my kids, for my partner, for this trip I'm about to go on, for the food I got to have today, that I got to see a friend for the first time in 10 years, that I got to talk to my mom for a few minutes. You know, any of those things, we always, I this could totally just be me, but I find that at night, we do tend to take a second, especially as like witches and people that are empaths, high and very plugged in also tend to do that, tend to just have this reflective space that you go into just for a little bit. And that really is the start of a meditation. You know, if you just kind of went with it <laughs> and enumerated it a little bit more and dove deeper into it and, and connected your breathing with it and expanded upon it, that could totally turn itself into a meditation. Although I am of the belief that gratitude, like I said, shouldn't be an afterthought. It shouldn't be the thing that you are ending your day with in the best case scenario, according to me, let me alone, probably <laughs> gratitude is what you should start your day with because it sets the tone and it sets the intention for the day to come. Or you know what? Maybe even bookend it, like start your day with a gratitude meditation that can take up a little more time and be a little more intense and in depth. And then close out your day with a gratitude meditation because, you know, a lot can transpire <laughs> in one waking day, let alone what we dream about and the messages that we receive there and, you know, the visits that we may get. So, yeah, maybe not just focus on doing it at night or in the morning, but to bookend our days with it. So we're setting the intention for gratitude and we're seeing what comes out of that and we're seeing what we're able to manifest for ourselves. And then what we have set the intention and manifested, we were able to give thanks for at the end of the day. So yeah, let's try to bookend it. And I'm saying that as someone who never in her life has woken up early, does not function for like the first two hours she's awake. I have to just lay in bed and like try to come to grips with being on earth. And that takes a lot out of me. But I think if I get myself into the practice of being grateful first thing in the morning and expressing that out loud, even, you know, speaking it, and we'll get to that in a second, speaking and writing, that it will get me out of bed and make me acclimate to being up in the morning too. Cause I'm going to say, damn, I have so many things to be grateful for. Like, let me jump out of this bed and take advantage of all of them. So yeah, let's try to do it in the morning. <laughs> also, you're gonna have a lot of homework. Cause I'm gonna be like, listen, you gotta do all the gratitude things. Cause this is the time to do it. <laughs> I mean, if you honestly have the time, so I know this is holiday season tactic, trust me, but yeah, let's start with the gratitude meditation in the morning and let's end it out in the night. And let's say you try to do 10 minutes in the morning and at night, if you can do five, that's 15 minutes of meditation that you've already knocked out for the day. And you know, you get into the habit of doing it and you get to the end of the week. And I'm not good at math as you know, but that's a hour and a half, at least <laughs> somewhere in there, 15 minutes a day. I'm not going to try to figure out right now, but yeah, get yourself into the habit of doing it. And then at the end of the week, you'll be amazed that you've given hours to meditation and all the things that are like coming forth from it. So gratitude ritual, number one. Number two, an oldie but a goodie. <laughs> so, you know, we love a manifestation list around here. We love writing things down. Spelling is a spell. We know it. We see it. We received it. We believed it. All of that good stuff. So uh, much like you would write down all the things that you want to manifest, say, you know, commitment 2020, we'll definitely be doing another manifestation list before the new year flips over. Um, or saying you're, you were writing down your manifestation for your box back in October. We're going to do the same thing with gratitude. You know, it's 
good to say it. It's good to think it. It's even better to write it and it's even better to speak it. So what I want you to do is, or you know, what you're going to do is you're going to get a white candle. Ideally have it burning on your altar, but if your altar isn't big enough for you to then sit up next to it or on it and well not don't get on it. <laughs> I don't want your crystals to go flying around the room if you tap into like topple or fall over or anything. But if you can pull up a chair to it, ideally you'd want to have your white candle burning in the center of your altar. Um, you know, with all of your witchy goodies around there that help to power and manifest anything that you're working on. But there's nothing wrong with pulling it at the kitchen table. You know, there's nothing wrong with going into your kid's bedroom and using their desk if you have to. I know things are all over the house because it's the holiday season. So the altar would be ideal, but you know, bad witch gotta do what a bad witch gotta do. So yeah, you are going to light that white candle and just like you do with any candle ever, we are, unless it's my soulmate when I'm like, no, no, you take the lead on this one. Um, you're going to put your hands around it. You're going to let it know what its purpose is, what it's there for, how it can assist you. And you know, that you're focusing on gratitude and you don't have to say the exact right words, but that's another time in another space where you can do a quicker meditation when you're connecting with your candle and saying, this is what we're here for. And this is what we're about to do together. So you light your candle up and get a lot of good flame going. Definitely take note of what the flame looks like. Let, take note of how it moves, the sounds that you may hear. Um, to be surprised how much your candle will speak to you and really what you can kind of decipher out of it if you really, really listen. We know how it's smoking, all of that stuff. And just sit quietly with a piece of paper and with a pen or a pencil or a crayon or a quill, like whatever tickles your fancy and write out the things that you're grateful for. I really love this kind of ritual for gratitude, <clears throat> excuse me, because it makes me personally, someone with a touch of ADD, a very prone to be distracted and having kind of intrusive thoughts when I'm trying to just meditate quietly. It makes it a lot easier for me to focus on the task at hand because I'm, there's like an action that's coming out of it. And there is a finished product that's coming out of it, which is this list that I get to review at the end. Your girl does love a list. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, for some reason, for me, it's easier to see like this tangible thing that's being produced with like the action of the ritual, as opposed to me trying to do it all quietly in my head because my head is not a quiet place at all. And what I also like to do is I like to set a timer when I do it. So, you know, <laughs> I always do like hand gestures, and y'all obviously can't see me, but I did it like an egg kitchen timer where I turned it against my palm, but you really can use that. And if you want to just say, okay, I am going to sit and write everything I am grateful for, or at least try to write everything I am grateful for, for 15 minutes, you know, set your egg timer, <laughs> if you're 100 like me, or set your phone. And you know, you can pick it up, you can check it, you see how much time you have left. And it's not to make you feel pressured about doing it like, Oh, I have to get to 30 things or I have to fill up this entire page in 15 minutes. But it's to give you enough time to really contemplate it to Find the space to not just be grateful for the huge things, but to be grateful for the little things. Cause you know, obviously the little things are the things we take for granted. Like, yeah, I am super grateful that I got to go to Bali this year. And I'm so grateful that I got to go to Sydney. Like those are things I couldn't even have imagined I would be doing a few years ago. And I'm super grateful that I got to go to California and see one of my best friends who I haven't seen in two years. And those are big things. I'm grateful that I got so many big campaigns kind of like during this holiday season. Cause Lord knows I need it. <laughs> But I'm also grateful that I opened my fridge when I got it this morning and my favorite apple juice was in there and I totally forgot I put it in there last night. So I got to have like clean, crisp apple juice this morning and it was so good. And you know, I'm just thankful that I, 
woke up this morning and my shoulder didn't really hurt because it's been bothering me the past few days. I'm thankful that it's raining today because the rain always puts me in this particular mood and I love it and I feel calm and happy and I kind of want to go out and dance in it a little bit. And you know, that's not a huge thing. I'm literally just thankful for the weather. <laughs> so it's good when you sit down with this white candle and you create this pure, just easy breezy, relaxing space and you write down you know, you work your way from the big ticket items to the things that you could just be grateful for every single day. I'm grateful that I get to give my dog a kiss every day. That's, that's probably the thing I'm the most grateful for. Honestly, she's the love of my life. But yeah, so when you're doing this, when you have your candle, candle lit, you're writing it and you're, you're transferring this energy down into the paper, you're spelling it all out. It's okay to start with the small stuff and work your way up. It's okay to start with the big stuff and work your way down. I think it's easier for us to find gratitude and to express it for the big stuff first, just that's just how we're wired. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But setting that 15 minutes, setting that 20 minutes, whatever time you want to work with, it really does make you get down to the nitty gritty of what you should be appreciating. I appreciate that, that my hair looks really good today. Y'all can't see it because it's a podcast, but I think it looks banging. So I'm really, really grateful for that too. Um, yeah. So, uh, and after you write it all out, that's, it's there for you to go back and review, you know, just like a meta, uh, manifestation list. It's there for you to, read over again. It's there for you to add to. It's there for you to tweak a little bit. If you, if it didn't come out exactly the way that you wanted it to the first time, it's there for you to hold up and read out loud because just as much as we want to manifest for ourselves, we want to have gratitude for all those things that were previously manifested. And to me, I have found that gratitude kind of works as a manifester as well. Like if I show the proper thanks and gratitude for something, I find that it will continue in my life or that it will kind of reproduce upon itself continuously, if that makes sense, which I'm not saying it's like, you know, don't do a good deed. So you get a claim for it, you know, don't do something charitable because you want everyone to say what an amazing person you are, you know, don't give gratitude because you expect to get something out of it. Absolutely not gratitude. Again, white candle, pure place, but in the act and the art of giving gratitude and giving thanks, you will, when it comes from a pure place, <laughs> you know, because the universe be knowing when it comes from a pure place and when it is authentic and it's genuine and you really do mean it from your heart, you will see it multiply for you and you will see that you have even more reason and, and even more things to show gratitude about. Um, but yeah, you know, have the right intentions, going to it for the right reasons, but get that list. Write that, write that candle, <laughs> light that candle, get that list, write down all the things you're, you're grateful for, challenge yourself to do it for a time period so that, you know, even if you are, you feel like you're scrambling and you're going, uh, I don't know, I've, I got two minutes left. I'm thankful that the grass is, I'm thankful that the leaves are changing. That's something. It, don't you all take a second and go, I mean, if, if you hate fall or you hate the cold, don't worry about it. But I mean, every time I'm outside, I'm like, man, these leaves are so beautiful where I am. They are so vibrantly red and orange and yellow. They're gorgeous. Like they blow your mind when you look at them. And that really does make me happy every day. And it really does kind of just add something to my life that is of value. So yeah, if you're at the end of it, and you're like, I'm thankful that the leaves are changing. I'm thankful that eggnog tastes really good. Uh, and I'm thankful that I have a really warm, cozy sweater. That's fine. Because it's really just about finding gratitude and grace and like everyday things. And it's about acknowledging how much you do have to be grateful for and to be thankful for. I think it's really easy 
for a lot of us to focus on the bad and not the good. I know I talked about this before, <laughs> but you know, if you ever read the Wayside Storybooks, there was a story about the substitute teacher who had an ear on the top of her head and she could hear uh, the students' thoughts. And she was, she had had like her heart broken because this guy saw the ear on the top of her head and was like, oh, uh, I'll be right back. I have to go get you an earring for this ear or whatever. And then he dumped her and she was bitter afterwards, whatever. So, <laughs> I mean, it worked out in the end, don't worry. But yeah, so she would use this gift that she had to listen on the kids and kind of manipulate them and turn it against them until she heard the thoughts of a newborn baby. So she didn't hear thoughts, but she heard just kind of like this pureness and this light and this kind of just, you know, these beautiful, new, amazing sounds. And so it turned our heart from, you know, wanting to get back at everyone. But all that to say, the point is that the, the lesson in that story at the beginning is that our bad thoughts tend to rise to the top. And that is what will be ultra, ultra consumed with like five really amazing things can happen, but one bad thing will happen and you will obsess about it. Or it's like, you know, when you're laying in bed at night and you think about that time you like your skirt flew up in front of everyone in the lunchroom and you like cringe so hard, even though it happened 10 years ago. I don't know. Some of y'all are young. So it probably happened like a year ago, but yeah, you know, it's that kind of thing. Like bad sticks with us, bad and fear and anxiety and all this stuff we talked about, it just feeds upon itself and it grows and grows and it lingers and it lingers and it will try to take hold and plant down roots in you. And that's why we have to make an active ex exercise and an active ritual of creating a pure space, creating a quiet space for ourselves, and then writing out all the good because like F off bad stuff. You don't get to affect me because the good, there's always so, well, not always, but a lot of the times there is a lot more good than there is bad, but we get really, really stuck on the bad. And then the bad starts to multiply, right? Because we're so hyper-focused on it. And it's also because we, we think that the good and the bad have to always equal out each other. But sometimes there's going to be a lot of little tiny good and one really bad thing. But if we can shift that focus over to the tiny good, it'll help us deal with it a little bit better. Um, which is another thing that's good to do right now when the weather is cold and it's dark at 3 p.m. Like, what are you supposed to do? Just focus on the good, write out the good, light a white candle, you know, and, and kind of light the way to a path of looking at gratitude versus looking at negativity. So number three for our gratitude rituals. We got to give some thanks and some shout outs to all of the various energies that help us out. Now, I know that there are secular witches out there and you don't work with any goddesses or gods or angels or guardian angels or anything like that. But a lot of us do. And I, you know, in particular work with goddesses and <laughs> I work their nerves. I know that. That is probably the number one place where I am asking, 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 and never giving back. You know, at the end of each session, whether it's for myself or for another person, I always end it. I don't know if I've said this before, but this is just a personal thing. It's not like you have to do this to close out your session. Um, I lift every card of my, my goddess. I actually do two separate things. If it's my goddess deck, I place the card to my lips and I place it on my third eye. And I say, you know, just like a private thank you to all of them. And especially like depending on the goddess who it is, I, I thank her like realm of goddesshood. <laughs> if that makes sense. But the one that's like popping in my head right now is uh, Lakshmi. Cause she, I work with her a lot. I, she pops up a lot 
And obviously here she is. And, um, so I will all, always thank her for her messages of like abundance of letting go of fear of having nothing to worry about that. I believe her when she tells me that the future is bright and golden. I am ready to receive that light. So I like to like individualize it towards all of them. And so I do that. I touch my lips. I like kiss the card basically. And I touch my third eye and then I return it to the deck. And then with my angel cards, I think those are like my short answer. Like, yes, no kind of, kind of, uh, questions. I think I, I have to, I don't have them out. I kind of want to do it to see because I can't quite remember, but I think I just tap it against my third eye, like acknowledging thank you for the connection, like the spiritual connection that I can hear your messages and thank you for the messages themselves. And then I put them back to the deck. So I always have these small ways of thanking the goddesses and the angels that I work with, but you know, big ways that we can do it is that we can do offerings. You know, I talked about this when I was in Bali or out of Bali. I don't know where I was when I was recording those episodes and one was lost and it was just madness. But how offerings are such a big part of the Balinese culture and just like their day-to-day -day life and you see them everywhere. And I, I think I said this, but I remember one of our tour guides was like, don't feel bad if you step on it, but like try not to. And I was like, yes, oh my God, I feel horrible. And I'm sure, well, you can tell like a lot of them get trampled on by people who don't understand the significance or, you know, just don't even notice them. But being a witch, I was like, I, I revere these offerings. I do not want to mess with them. But yeah, offerings are a great way to honor your ancestors that you feel are helping you out uh, to honor, you know, and I, sometimes when you say the word ancestor, I feel like we're going back to like antiquity, right? <laughs> like, it doesn't even have to be someone that far gone, but it could be a family member that you feel like is really present with you and likes to assist you with your craft. You know, maybe it was a grandparent that also was a witch and they kind of brought this to you and helped you develop yourself or you, you just know that there is that like DNA connection that may, makes you a witch as well. Um, or if it's, you know, a God or a goddess or an angel or just some kind of helping spirit, even your familiar, which we're going to have to have a whole episode about familiars. Cause I just had to help one of my friends identify one that I think showed up on her doorstep. Like, Hey girl, I'm here to help. But we'll talk about familiars another time soon. Um, but yeah, you know, we've talked about the difference between your altar and your shrines, right? So if you do have a shrine, um, dedicated to a particular energy, it would be great to leave them a fresh offering of whatever, you know, works for them. So I know, I know a lot, like there's coffee, there's dollar bills, there's cigars, there's flowers, there's certain perfumes, there's bottles of, um, like gold flakes that I talk about candles for sure, certain crystals for sure that really, um, like honor their energies and honor what they do. So whatever, if you are connected and close enough to have a shrine, I'm sure you know what offerings need to be made. This is more a reminder that, hey, it's a good time to make an offering. It's a good time to show gratitude, not just through our words and not just in these quick moments. But again, sit with the shrine, give your offering, meditate on it, tell them, speak to them, say, I'm so grateful that you helped me with this job interview. I'm so helpful that you helped me find my soulmate and brought them into my life. I'm so helpful that I was having you know, issues with fertility and, you know, now we're seeing a turnaround and we, we might have some success with that. All kinds of things that you turn to those energies for, give them the gratitude back because they're working overtime for you. <laughs> they really are like, I think of them, you know, regardless of gender, I think of them as like our mothering spirits because how much do you take a parent for granted? You know, you spend your whole life being a brat <laughs> and even into adulthood, you can snap and be a brat and just be a holy terror and they still love you and take care of you, you know, hopefully ideally in a, in a ideal mother child or a parent child situation. I know that's not for everyone or that's not what everyone experiences, 
But yeah, they kind of are like these guiding guardian energies and spirits around us. And we, we owe them more than just a thank you. So, you know, think of it as Mother's Day or Father's Day <laughs> or Grandparents Day. The one day you stop being a brat, you get out of bed, you fresh squeeze some orange juice, you bake some bacon and pancakes, put some flowers in a vase, write them a beautiful card, give them a nice piece of jewelry or whatever they like, and you give back. <laughs> so that's what we need to do with our, our, our energies that help us out with our witchcraft and just guide us through life. And they're always there for us. And we can always turn to them. And we ask them for a hundred things a year. I know I do. I'm constantly like, please help me with this. Please just give me the answer. <laughs> so it's my turn, you know, to make the breakfast, serve them in bed and let them have a great day. So make those offerings. Um, if, this would be a great time to erect a shrine. If it's something you've been thinking about doing, um, you know, it's just, it's gratitude o'clock, gratitude, thankfulness. That's what we're talking about this stuff. So yeah, offerings, creating a shrine for certain energies if you'd like. And um, you can definitely add that to your list. You know, you can definitely meditate on that. Uh, I am so grateful that I have, we you know, I like to pull my cards and be like, what goddess is with me right now? A lot of people like to do it like that to see what kind of like specific part of their journey they're in or messages they're meant to receive. And um, since Lakshmi keeps popping in my head, <laughs> or I just pulled Kali the other day, right, with having two beginnings and endings, endings and beginnings, I would add one of them to my list or both of them and be like, I'm so thankful that Kali is present in my life to remind me that it's okay to let things go because better things are coming. I'm so glad that Lakshmi has shown herself to me to remind me that even though it's okay to worry about things, that's a normal human emotion. Is worry an emotion? <laughs> I don't know. A human trait, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but to have an overall feeling that life is good and it's only going to get better. And I really don't have anything to worry about, even though there are things that I will worry about for short time periods or, you know, longer time periods, but nothing that is just going to take away all the good that is waiting for me. And that not feeding into my own worries and my own fears allows more good to come in. So yeah, you can add them to your list. You can light candles, do your shrine give offerings, you know, it's a great way to kind of connect on a deeper level too, and become more informed about the energies you work with. Like going back to goddesses, I think a lot of us witches or non-witches have an idea of like the Greek and Roman gods and goddesses, right? And I think like the Egyptian a lot too, just from school and um, Hindu gods and goddesses, I feel are pretty well known. And we have an idea of what they're domain is domain or dominion. I wasn't sure which word to use, but basically wh who you can align with for whatever you're trying to manifest or achieve, whatever you're focused on. But if we really take the time to like learn their stories, learn their personalities, like there's so much out there that we can read past Aphrodite is the goddess of love. So call on her for a love. You know, there's so much deeper there. So Learning about the offerings that would be appropriate for them is a great way to really, really connect with the energies that you work with on a much deeper level and to know them not just as these kind of, kind of this like religious relic or iconography and not that they're all necessarily religious, although a lot are, um, even if you don't, but you still don't have to use this in a religious sense, if that makes sense, <laughs> sense, if that makes sense. But, um, yeah, getting to know them and getting to know their stories and their origin and their mythology and their personalities and their traits and everything about them. And you really dig deep in their symbolism and the animals and flowers and everything associated with them. It 
it's going to make your magic and your spell work and rituals that involves them even more connected and thus more powerful because it's not the superficial level of, uh, uh, Aphrodite is, you know, the love goddess. So I'm going to call on her, but like, what do you know about her and how are you really connected to this goddess and this energy? You know what I mean? So yeah, like you're thinking about doing the shrine and you want to do the offerings and like really personalize the offerings. It's a deep dive it. You know, we got some time off from work, don't we? So we can kind of dig in. Okay, that was my pup going off in the background. I just got a package, so I had to pause for a second. But um, yeah, so offerings, giving gratitude to those around us that help us. Even if you just want to give an offering or, you know, just just something physical and special to the idea of the universe itself. Because, you know, the universe, though it may mess us up sometimes, it ultimately, I think, I feel, I believe has our best interests at heart and really tries to keep us on the right path for our individual journeys. Even if you work really closely with like certain planets or a certain star, like really anything, it doesn't, I don't want to keep it in this idea that it has to be anything that's like God or goddess or angel. You know, there's so much out there that assists us with our magic that we are, um, I don't know, I was about to say indebted, but I, I, I don't know if that's quite the right word, but it's definitely not us doing it all by ourselves. And so, yeah, we should do a little bit for anything out there that we feel propels our magic forward and make sure all those spells and rituals we put out there are manifested and we see them come to fruition, which is, you know, kind of the most exciting part of all this is when you're like, oh, okay, got it. It's kicking in. I'm feeling it. It's come full circle. So, yeah. All right. So for our next gratitude, I keep wanting to call them gratitude goals. I don't know gratitude rituals. Maybe it's just alliteration. I really like alliterative things. Um, it's that you can make a gratitude oil. So this is the blend I have for mine. If you don't like any of these, you don't have to use them. If you like four of them, but don't like the other, then feel free to substitute one in. Um, this is something that you can certainly swap things out, you know, from time to time. If your gratitude is focused towards, let's say your love and your relationship, then you may have different oils you want to use from a blend that is focused on um, like gratitude for health or gratitude for financial security, you know? So yeah, feel free to mix and match it. It has to be authentic to you and authentic to your magic. And then it will be the perfect blend for you. My blend is the perfect one for me right now, but you know, I might swap it up too, depending on what's going on with me. So this is the one, um, I'm using currently. So you have to have your base carrier oil. I think it was last week. I said, yeah, cause nope, no, it wasn't in the love episode two weeks ago. I said that I like to use almond oil. That's my go-to. I really use almond oil a lot. Um, except here's a, here's my fashion blogger, lifestyle blogger tip for you. Don't slather your hair in it thinking that it's a conditioner because while it can be good in small doses, the keyword is slather. And uh, if you do, it will not come out. <laughs> no matter how many times you wash it, it takes some work and it will weigh your hair down and you your curls or your, you know, even just your straight hair or whatever your texture you have will be plastered to your head like your Charlie Brown. <laughs> That's how I look. So better to keep it to make your witchy oils and not necessarily on top of your head because I look crazy. So this is what I have in mind. Uh, carrier, carrier oil almonds. And then I have bergamot. I have been so into bergamot lately. So that is the one that I have the most notes of. Um, I don't necessarily necessarily do them in a particular order, but I like to put in more drops of the one that's just in my brain at the moment or the one that speaks the most to whatever I'm using the oil for. 
And Bergamot has been like following me around since Australia. It was uh Frangie Pawnee is one of the scents that I've been kind of obsessed with because it's all over Bali. And then Bergamot's just, it's haunting me. Like I can't stop thinking about it and it smells so good. And I've, it's one of those ones too, where I love the way the name just sounds and it feels in my mouth, but I never knew what it smelled like. And then I smelled it and I was like, Oh, okay. It's just everything in my life makes sense now. So I have bergamot. Uh, I have cedar love. I always love to have an earthy tone and everything. I know. See, it's like when you're playing with these essential oils, sometimes I'm like, well, this is what the magical aspect is, but will it smell good together? <laughs> so sometimes you really do have to just feel it out, especially for someone like me who like loves a patchouli, which can be so overpowering. I, I have to take it easy, you know, add one drop at a time, smell what you already have mixed and then see if it really needs that extra kick. Maybe you need to pull back. But yeah, I love a cedar. I always like to have an earth, uh, earthy, like woody scent, like a sandalwood or a uh, cedar wood in there. I don't know. It makes me, it gives me a feeling of being grounded on top of like everything else that it does. So bergamot, cedar. Then I have lavender because I can't move through life without lavender. It's just everything to me. <laughs> and then I have frankincense. Uh, I don't know if it's because we're getting close to Christmas and, you know, when you grow up Catholic, you hear that story 8,000 times, but I've really been on like a frankincense kick and I, I really actually do enjoy the smell and I don't know, maybe it's just me approaching, uh, uh, Yule. I was like, I got to get some of this biblical oil in here. <laughs> and, um, then I have it, pour so there's two ways I poured mine over a cinnamon stick because you know, I am cinnamon obsessed. But um, I would also suggest if you don't like cinnamon, because I know some people are not into that scent at all, um, to pour it over a clear quartz crystal and just have that be in the bottom of your bottle. So it's just, you know, infusing the oil with its energy and also the magic in the oil is infusing the crystal in turn. And then, you know, when you're done with all your oil, you can use that crystal in a ritual. You can use it in the bath. You can put it under your pillow when you go to sleep. You can put it in a sachet. Like it has all kinds of uses. So I like to do that. Of course, the cinnamon stick at some point is going to run out of <laughs> potency. So with that, I have to, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. Usually I will go and return it to the earth. Uh, do a small little burial with it. But the crystal you can use, you can use it in, you know, your next blend blends over and over again. It's not like once you have it in this one bottle and it's used all the way out, then you have to retire it or it has to be used for uh, other kinds of like spell work and rituals. You can keep pouring over it. That's like your one clear crystal that you have. Keep using it, you know. Um, the only thing I would suggest is that you're kind of reprogramming it each time and setting the intention again. So if this is like, say for a gratitude blend, I would go and I would cleanse it out with some selenite or with some uh, cedar. Um, and then I would reprogram it, reset it for love or for protection or whatever that oil blend is, its purpose is meant to be, or for money or like whatever I'm working on. But yeah, um, you know, you can use your oil for so many things. You can anoint candles. You can use it in bathing rituals. Just again, be careful when using those kinds of pure oils because the bottom of the top can get very, very slippery. And I don't want anyone cracking a rib or a hip or anything this holiday season. Um, I, that's, I would feel terrible. And also bathrooms can be mad dangerous because it's all like slick, cold surfaces and then very, uh, not greasy. What's the word? Very slippery materials that we used to like clean, start cleanse ourselves and shave and all that stuff. Ah, who put that together? So yeah, be careful with it. But you can definitely use it in the bath. You can definitely use it for anointing candles, anointing um, yourself. If you're meditating and you want to put it into your, not into, onto your third eye chakra to open it up, put it onto your temples, 
um, you know, bring it down to your heart chakra. In fact, you can do your entire chakra line with your oil if you're trying to waken, <clears throat> awaken or wake them all up, not waken them all up. <laughs> and, you know, make sure that none of them are deflated or neglected, which is something I definitely need to do because I can feel that my bottom ones are like little tiny dim pebbles right now. And my upper ones as always are like big and shining bright. So I'm going to work on balancing myself out with my gratitude oil when I meditate <clears throat> because it's, to me, it's like the practice of exploring gratitude and expressing gratitude and exploring how to express gratitude really is very grounding. And I think when I focus more about grounding myself, again, that's why I have like that cedar in my oil, um, those chakras will expand back out and be big and beautiful and bright and shining like Christmas lights and Christmas ornaments, you know? Because, yeah, I can feel that they're a little neglected, and, and that's all on me because I haven't been doing my meditating. I've been being a very bad witch. <laughs> and finally, for our last gratitude ritual, I got it that time. <laughs> Although I almost said gratitude grid because that is what you can do. You can make a crystal grid for gratitude, which is, I think, if you're out of the broom closet or if you think no one will be on to you if you aren't, I think it would make a really stellar centerpiece for your Thanksgiving table. I mean, again, it's a time, well, I don't know if everyone does this, but you know, a, a lot of times I see on TV and we've always done it in my family, you hold hands, you go around the table, you say what you're thankful for. So what better place than on the table to put this crystal grid that's generating all this amazing, high frequency, gratitude, gracious, thankful energy for everyone to go around and really say it out loud, you know, cause like speaking is a spell too, saying it out loud and really you know, feeling it and really sharing that moment and kind of in a way you're doing a circle, you know, cause you're all holding hands and you're all setting, not the exact same intention, but you have the same focus and you're all staying in like the same genre of what you're expressing. So if you can get away with it, I might try to get away with it. I'm not gonna lie. I'll be like, oh, uh, I know you wanted to put out the uh, one with like the acorns and the pine cones and the fall leaves and the plastic berries, but what about this one? <laughs> You know, it's just some selenite and some jade and some amethyst and tigers. I like, don't worry about it. Just little rose quartz. Like, it's nothing. But yeah, if I can sneak it in there, I'm going to try. And if not for Thanksgiving, definitely for Christmas. Um, But yeah, how amazing is that? That you're all, you know, witches or non-witches or all witches or no witches. It's pretty cool to have that there to be the centerpiece and all the energy that you will be giving to it, all the energy will be feeding back to you. It will really create this amazing vibe of being thankful that will hopefully permeate the meal and permeate everyone there and you all carry it out with you when you go back into the real world and also maybe just maybe because you have this peaceful cleansing program tuned high frequency beauty in the middle of the table no fights will erupt about politics or about why don't you have a boyfriend yet? Why haven't you had kids yet? Oh, that's what you're going to do at college. That's what you chosen to study. Oh, that's your career. I heard that doesn't make a lot of money. Just all the things. Oh, looks like you put on a little weight. Oh, you're looking really skinny lately. Everything that someone can say to you, that one on or uncle you see once a year that always has, you know, something nice, nasty to say, or just nasty, nasty. Maybe when you have this beautiful literally beautiful, you know, thing on the table. And this thing that is spiritually beautiful on the table, it'll just like the, 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 all the crystals can be programmed to set a certain intention. Maybe it will program the guests in turn to have a certain, um, 
a certain just niceness and a certain, you know, too focused on being happy to be there, being thankful to be there, being thankful to be with people you care about to make any nasty comments. <laughs> At least that's what we can hope for. And of course, if you can't, you know, have a crystal grid center place, cause that's not realistic for a lot of us, you absolutely can just put one on your altar or put one in a special spot in your room. And before you go out for the day, you know, sit with it. Let those good gratitude vibes hit you. You know, look at something really that beautiful and, and take it all in. Especially if you're about to head out to Thanksgiving dinner, if you do celebrate Thanksgiving and you just need that little extra to keep you together. <laughs> so you, you are the person saying, well, let me tell you what I think about this. <laughs> so yeah, just bringing your crystal grid into your life is a wonderful idea. It's a wonderful way to show gratitude. And um, it's again, it's one of those things where I, I what, which ones did I say? I said jade, um, selenite, tiger's eye, amethyst, rose quartz. Clear quartz is a great one. Um, jasper is a really good one. Um, peridot is a good stone. But it's one of those things, again, it doesn't have to be like this stone is for gratitude and that's it. Use the stones that work for you. Use the stones that are focused on the things that you have so much gratitude and that's what you want to focus your gratitude on right now. As long as those crystals have been cleansed, as long as they have had the intention set, as long as they have been programmed for what the purpose of that grid is, then you are good to go. And you know, I have seen people with the most intricate, amazing, like sacred geometric shaped grids. I can't do that because I am not artistically inclined in the way that I so wish I was. But, you know, some good old triangles, um, a beautiful, just complete circle. Uh, spirals are always a good idea. And you can definitely put a big old hunk of selenite in the middle or a big old hunk of amethyst, whatever you want your foundation stone to be. And just kind of play with the shape of it. You know, sometimes people will do shapes that are more like flowers and petals. And sometimes people will do shapes where they have the lines coming out like beams of sun sunshine. That's right. <laughs> sunshine, sunlight. It's really... I, I feel like a crystal grid is a place where you can be artistic and be kind of interpretive and, you know, kind of change the shape around a little bit. To, you know, I want to do a heart shape. It doesn't have to be this. I'm giving you permission because I have to give myself permission. It doesn't have to be this perfect, like, intricate, mandala-esque kind of work of art. You go with the shape that makes you happy. And if it's just a circle that you feel like you can accomplish, go for the circle. If it's a spiral, and spirals can be kind of hard, right? You got to get the proportions just right. Go for it. If it's a heart, go for it. It's really about laying it down, setting the intention and having it, you know, having it sit on that slab and put out all the good energy that it's meant to put out. So gratitude grid, sneak it on the table if you can. I know I'm going to try. <laughs> and if you do one, send me some pictures or post in the Facebook group because I would love to see it. Okay. I think that is all for our gratitude episode. <laughs> so much for keeping it kind of short and sweet. Like I thought I would be able to, but I had to come on and, you know, talk about this and, really, truly, sincerely show all of the gratitude that I have for all of you. Like this is for me, probably number six that I do an episode where I express to all of you. And I tell you without a doubt from the bottom of my heart, I am so thankful for all of you. I am so thankful for this podcast. I am so thankful for what you all have turned it into. And I'm so thankful for the Facebook group and for getting to know you and talk to you and make true friends through this. It has been something I could have never pictured in my life happening or that I would be doing this. I even think a year ago this time I would be doing something like this. So I have nothing but gratitude. I have nothing but gratitude to all of you for coming back every week, for telling your friends about it, for being so participatory in the community, for your donations and for Patreon and for buying merch and for doing readings with me and whatever it is and connecting with me and just being here. I am 
eternally, eternally, listen to me, even past the day that this podcast comes to an end for whatever reason, I am eternally thankful for all of you. And when I say you deserve good, I mean that you deserve good from the bottom of my toes to the top of my head and out of my crown chakra. You all deserve good. You are all a blessing to me. You are all amazing. And I am proud of all of you. And, you know, let's also just take a moment, not just to be grateful for each other and think of gratitude as something that has to go out to other people or out into the world and other, other places besides ourselves. But let's be thankful for ourselves and let's pay ourselves gratitude because, you know, it's our magic that is really important to a lot of the things that we do. And it's that we get out of bed in the morning and we can get through another day. You know, that's a lot of our willpower and our energy and our ability to do that. So let's be thankful for each other. Let's be thankful for ourselves. I, I just love y'all. And you know it. And I'm here for you. So whew, let's try to get through Thanksgiving. <laughs> Good luck to everyone. Uh, if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, if you're in another country, um, I'm gonna be honest, I don't feel like you're missing out on much except for mashed potatoes because mashed potatoes are one of the most perfect foods in the world. Like I said, carb corner, that's where I'm gonna be. <laughs> or did I say that? It might be in the intro that I accidentally erased, but I don't eat Thanksgiving food. I don't like it at all. Except for macaroni and cheese and carbs. And you can have that any day. Trust me, I do it like once a week. <laughs> but I'll be in carb corner. And uh, you know, if you just don't celebrate, um, Thanksgiving because of kind of the political and uh, historical issues with it. I totally get that too. That's kind of why I don't vibe with it that much. But I do like to look at the aspects of, again, a time of giving gratitude, a time of being thankful, and a time to spend time, a time to spend time, <laughs> and a time to spend time with the people that you love and care about, which I think we don't get enough in this world. And so when we can find time to do it, we should definitely have appreciation for that, even if it's a kind of a bloody holiday in its origins. Okay. So <laughs> to wrap up a uh, Facebook group, if you want to join the answer is the craft, um, the bad Witch podcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to send me an email, I am behind. I am not going to lie about it. So <laughs> bear with me, but I am getting through them slowly, but surely uh, patreon.com slash bad witch. If you would like to join for readings, bonus episodes, routine mail, shout outs, I'm going to be changing the levels. I think but stay tuned for that. Because it's a busy time of year, so I might have to like push it off till New Year's. But I'll, if it happens, I'll let you know what happens. And uh, oh, Teespring, use code Batty for twenty five percent off of literally all of the merch on the website. Um, and if you know if you don't see anything on there you like, uh, I would just implore you this weekend to not forget Small Business Saturday. And please, uh, listen. I know there's certain things. If you want a TV or a computer or a camera or something, you're gonna have to go to a corporate uh, big t big box store. But if you're looking for wishy goods, it's always great to patronize your actual witches and ones that actually hand make things and are artisans. You know, Etsy is an amazing place to browse. And I will try to get some links for y'all uh, as well of like small business stores that are owned by witches. So yeah, try and patronize them if you can. It's a tough world out there. Uh, late stage capitalism is a curse. <laughs> so let's try to support each other's endeavors as much as we, you know, support these huge corporations. Because listen, there's certain things I have to go get off of Amazon. I, I have to. I don't, I'm trying to get away from it. I actually only use it like two or three times a year. But uh, I am trying to be conscious about where my dollar is going and that I am giving it to other witches out there and other, you know, amazing creators, other amazing creators. I designed some shirts, you know? but if you're hand making, um, if you're like hand carving altars and 
you know, making uh, candles with like gold and marble bases. <laughs> it's not exactly the same thing, but really there are some really amazing witchy creators out there. I will try to source some for y'all, but check out Etsy. There's a wonderful place to start. And uh, yeah, let's support each other. And I'm sure they would be very, very thankful to make some money this weekend and not have all of our money go to like Best Buy and Walmart and all those places. Okay, so until next week, I love you so much. Blessed be and goodbye. <laughs>